What's up, guys? Welcome to the Side Springs Mental Health Alliance podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm Chardeline. I'm Alejandra. I'm Alexis. Just a quick disclaimer, this podcast is not affiliated with Side Springs High School and only serves as a platform for students to share their views on issues regarding mental health that may not be addressed. Our purpose as the Mental Health Alliance is to spread awareness about topics regarding mental health and encourage students to share shape environments that foster vulnerability. We want this podcast to be super casual, just a platform where us four can start the conversation. And make sure to tune in for more podcasts in the future about different mental health topics. And also be sure to follow our Instagram at SciSpringsMHA and join our Remind for updates. Now I'm just going to give a recap about last week where we did an episode to start off our October theme. The theme was fear of, and that first episode was all about fear of failure and how it often keeps us from our goals. And we also like to say thank you to all of our listeners. And I'd like to introduce today's topic, which is fear of college. And for this episode, we have a special guest. So we'll let her introduce herself. Hi, my name is Caitlin. Um, I graduated UT in May, and I'm happy to be here. Um, my my social media is, is like CaitlinTT97 if you want to find me on TikTok or Instagram. Well, thanks for coming. It's great to have you here. We're so, like, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited oh, my to gosh. And, no, like, to thank you so much. You guys are so sweet. Like, thank you for having me on here. <laughs> now, when I say I've binged your TikToks, I've binged <laughs> those TikToks. Like, <laughs> I'm glad they're helpful. Like, that's, like, the sole purpose for them to be there. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also because you're a really friendly person. Like, even just through the screen, we can tell. Yes. You, you know? Like the demeanor, oh, I appreciate that. You can definitely like it comes out of the screen, and I think that's why a lot of people follow oh, you. Oh, that's so nice. I actually that's really nice to hear because I know like a lot of my TikToks are education focused, and yes. so I, I try my best to have some personality, so I'm not like a robot. <laughs> yeah, and... don't worry, you're definitely you're definitely not a robot. <laughs> don't worry that's about great that. to hear. <laughs> And yeah, that's honestly the reason why we wanted to have you on here because we know your personality would be perfect to getting all of our fellow peers at yeah. school into actually yeah. applying and you I'm know so not being scared of college because it's yes. so scary. It is scary. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's so scary. It is a huge, oh, huge my. transition for sure. And I remember going through that too and not having any guidance really t- yeah. like, through it. And it's just very daunting and stressful. Um, mm-hmm. And I just remember like thinking like this has to be it has to be I have to do it. I just have to get it done and move on. And it's more of like about a, a process of like thinking through like who you are and what you like to do and like yeah. how this can help you in the future. And it's yeah. not supposed mm-hmm. to be like super daunting, even though it is. <laughs> yeah, I always see like <laughs> like I go into college to learn how to cure cancer but I gotta cure cancer to get into college oh. and it, I feel like that just represents how people are so just they just feel the need to just be this amazing just breathtaking Nobel yeah. Prize winning yeah. student to get into Absolutely. the school of their dreams yeah and I, I totally understand Definitely. that and like I remember when I was going to college that I felt like I only had two real avenues to like basically earn money when, in the future mm-hmm. which was basically like either I, I had to choose to be a business major or I had to choose STEM and that's it like a lot yeah. of people feel that way and feel kind of trapped and um mm-hmm. and I feel like I was trapped in that too like I felt like I had to go into business because that was the only way I could 
be successful, but that's not necessarily true at all. Like in any general sense, Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of things that you're just not exposed to in high school. And hopefully my TikToks help you get exposed to different things, which is kind of like the goal, even though I do a lot of college admission stuff. So yeah. yeah. (laughs) Speaking on that, you you could tell us your major so the people listening could understand. Yeah. Absolutely. So I graduated um, with a human dimensions of organizations bachelor degree, as well as an advertising um, bachelor's degree with a concentration (laughs) in, yeah, concentration in Texas media and analytics. Like I did the uh, Texas media and analytics sequence um, within advertising and I have a certificate in ethics, leadership and ethics in technology and the media. So it's a lot of different things. Yeah, a lot, a lot of different things. Yeah. Normally, people would be like bio, <laughs> yeah, bio <laughs> Trying to figure out what you want to do, really, and I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of spent my college career mm-hmm. trying to figure that out. And like, wow. I, I've always known, like, even coming out of high school, it's like I like people, so I have to do business because I like talking to people. That's it. Period. Like, that's all I have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, but talking to people and like interacting with people can be anything it can be you're in the workplace you are interacting with people you are talking to people and like there's not necessarily a one single career path in order to do that thing you know so Mm. I had to really try to figure out like what like niche or like specialization I wanted to do and that's always been a huge struggle for me like I feel like I've been trapped in something um So I think what's interesting, though, about college is that you learn that you don't necessarily need to specialize, but you can basically cross different interests, which is not something you really think about when you're in high Uh school because you're like, oh, I have to do MIS or CopSide. One thing. (laughs) I've always been like someone that is a go-getter and like I love like, you know, working. I like working a lot and working like um, talking to people and I like – um, content creation, uh, like a whole bunch of different things. It's crazy. Um, and I've always wanted to do something in so- some sort of leadership. I've always wanted to be like the boss of something, but I didn't necessarily want to start my own company and like do a whole thing. Like that wasn't really what I wanted to do, but that's totally okay. Like you can go into something like project management, but specialize in kind of a certain industry with project management. And like, I could do like marketing or content creation for a company that maybe maybe I'm interested in healthcare as well and I can combine the two together yeah so you know like it's not really one thing you have to actually like do (laughs) yeah so I think that's really interesting Mm -hmm. something I had to learn but with that mindset would you say that it like developed through experience like being in college like being like immersed in the classes that you are like since you said it took so long for you to figure out I think it came from just try yeah I think it's experiences and trying different things because I my personal belief is that if you're not trying you're not doing it right like you have to yeah. kind of step like stepping in different things wow, yeah. period. Um, because like I don't know like if you're not like continuing to like better yourself but also like try to find that journey in which you know like draw in opportunities and do different things like and take risks like you're not gonna yes. improve in any sense you're not gonna learn anything So um, Mm. I've tried to do my best to, you know, say yes as much as possible, but also say no to some things that I 
might be interested in because I I know certain opportunities are going to help me grow more than others. Well, I think there are a lot of students who are passionate about so many things, but they don't know how to apply it to pursuing Mm -hmm. things in college. And then they have to worry about getting in. Oh, absolutely. Because I've I've heard people talk about how you need to stress your (laughs) major and your passion. And a lot of kids are like, I don't know what my passion Mm -hmm. is. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, yeah. it's like, how do I stand out as an applicant in the application process right. when I don't have, yeah, if I don't if know I don't what I know. want to pursue. Right. And that's something I even talk about on my TikTok exactly. is like, oh, you have to demonstrate interest in your major. You have to really understand yeah. what's going on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I think it's mm-hmm. also about your personality. Like your application is yeah. also should yeah. be shining to like qualities and personal strengths that you have. And it might not necessarily be the fact that you have everything figured out, which I don't, I don't think anyone should assume that they should have everything figured out. Um, (laughs) Because like a lot of people change their major in college. A lot of people transfer. A lot of people like, there's a lot of different opportunities out there. There's still a lot to learn. And I, I know in high school, you kind of have this weight on your back. They're like, oh, I have to have everything figured out. I need to know where I need to go. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the best way to answer th- that question about being multi-passionate or not understanding where your passion comes from is like making sure you're putting yourself out there um, and trying different things. Because if you don't know what you, you want to do currently, like you should find ways to not do the same thing you're doing currently, basically. <laughs> so yeah. joining a different club, talking yeah, to somebody that... in a different field, mm-hmm. asking questions, like taking initiative to like learn mm-hmm. something new, I think is the biggest thing I could advise someone that's really not not knowing what to do or where to go or how to find their passion essentially wow that's awesome because like stepping out of the stepping out of like the uncomfortable like into mm-hmm. the uncomfortable like pushing yourself into a place where you're not like you're literally you don't feel comfortable yeah being. seeking those opportunities grow, you know? is much more important than I thought ever I just didn't didn't really know to like look outside of my school so I think that's like one of the things that I really highly encourage is like don't just look inward look outward and see like how how else can I like learn about myself but also impact the community we talk about things that we love to do and things we're passionate Mm -hmm. about so when you're filling out your resume and you're talking about how many hours you did for this activity Mm -hmm. how do you avoid becoming robotic because you're quantifying all those things yeah like you're putting it all on paper and you're putting it in an application how do you how do you avoid becoming like a robot no Totally. I think partially with the resume, you're partially going to come off as robotic because it is very quantitatively driven. It's supposed to be. I think the way to differentiate yourself on your resume, though, is to really detail the specific actions in which you did a thing for whatever it is. Think outside the box when it comes to like describing bullet points and articulating activities. So like, you can't just be general saying, oh, I organized an event or, oh, I created a podcast. I would much rather know why you did it or like what the oh, effect yeah. was and like what it took to oh. get that podcast up, right? So you had to download an application. You had to, you know, coordinate with a group of friends. Like you had to like brainstorm different ideas and our surrounding mental health. Like that is going to make it more personal. Um, and like if you can show the effect of how many followers and how many people are engaging and how many podcasts he's put out, that's going to be like, oh, that's the step further of that created impact. So I I think, yeah, in a sense, it is robotic, like in a way, but 
you're also trying to seek different and rare opportunities and taking advantage of those opportunities and really getting involved and in the weeds of those opportunities. It's not just standing by and being a member because a lot of people can just stand by and be a member and that essentially will make you a robot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A lot of people are in extracurriculars and a lot of people Mm -hmm. do take initiative in those extracurriculars, but some don't. What, What I really want to know is how someone who isn't involved in a lot how do how do they make themselves stand yeah. out genuinely good question because like a lot of people are like okay i'm doing the stereotypical things but i'm not in leadership or i'm not like i i don't know what else to do to help like make myself more of a better That's applicant not a lot of people are and yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i think doing things like this is actually going to make you more of a better applicant and it shouldn't be the viewpoint shouldn't be, oh, I'm going to be a better applicant because I made a podcast. It's more like I want to help the community. I want to make an impact. Yeah. I want to do something. And I want to mm-hmm. learn. I want to learn about something. And I'm eager to learn. And if you're eager to learn, it'll come. And it's yeah. the same thing at UT. Like, um, you don't want to have that mindset of, oh, I, I have to get the grade. I have to get the point, this point oh one percentage more than this other person it's not about like competing against other people it's about like your specific journey and like um, what you value and you should be able to Mm -hmm. try to showcase those values through your actions and through the activities you're involved in that is going to make yourself much more of a competitive applicant than just joining a whole bunch of things because someone told you to do so the heart's in it then Mm -hmm. you will get where you need to be why why. yeah exactly the why is important Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, it's, it's also about, like, the things that you enjoy and what your strengths are. So, like, for example, I guess I guess I can give you an example. Um, my brother is a genius. He is, like, you can literally – he'll just soak up a textbook and he'll just get a perfect score. Um, and it's one of those things where he's valid Victorian, sure, but he doesn't know how to, like, talk to people or hold conversations in the way that I can or connect to people or like Mm -hmm. that's my strength it's the activities it's the impact it's connecting and you know basically breaking down information to the normal everyday human being like myself (laughs) my brother's case it's like he's interested in reading books about quantum physics and that's totally cool if he wants to spend his time reading reading like a whole (laughs) bunch of like text about some random thing like that's totally his thing you know and that's what something he could talk about in his Mm -hmm. application oh i was reading this really interesting book and that kind of sparked my interest in this like that that's some something that's very different and unusual and that's not something I would do and that's personal to him and those are experiences that are gonna Mm, so what you're saying is that it doesn't really matter what our interests are but how we convey it yeah that's also a big thing in the application is like how do you come across a lot of people think it's a creative writing assignment which it's not it's it's not about being like writing a narrative it's about talking about yourself and your values and um, your personality and how that comes across on paper I can do a whole bunch of amazing things in high school and just not be able to translate it to uh, like a pen and yeah that can hurt you because like Mm -hmm. oh no like I've done amazing stuff but how do I tell that to admissions that's kind of one of my goals with the TikToks is like oh okay so I have now I have a template talking about because there's things that I've just had an interest in that are just completely different from each other yeah I've been doing it for like 10 years and like no one would know that unless I like tell them tell like talk about it and like that's something that I don't I don't want to I don't want to feel ashamed oh I'm doing this refereeing thing but also I need to do high school 
Like the refereeing makes me different than any other high schooler. I also think that some people don't realize that they can actually lean on others to like help themselves. I was just in class one time and it was funny because people were asking, oh, I need an internship. What do you have an advice for an internship? You know, like you could, you and your friend that is in creative can like get together and like make an ad and that would be a creative project that you can make part of your portfolio and I was like wait I didn't even think about that like that's really interesting I could just ask my friends and we could just do something random and like that would be kind of cool yeah because like I want to major in public health oh cool and on a yeah. track yeah I'm excited I personally think like but, yeah research is a lot about the process you know like even even picking a major is about mm-hmm. the process like so I would talk about like things that yeah can relate to that process a lot mm-hmm. of about picking a major is about will I enjoy the process of it And so when it comes to research, I would just talk about Mm -hmm. like, what are traits that you possess that will make you good for the process of research is that like tedious, um, finding an answer type curiosity. It's about like, really enjoying the process of trying to find something. And then once you find out like that thing, it's like, oh, that's so cool. Like you said Mm -hmm. about how like, there are different ways that you can like, you know, talk to people. Like, you can yeah, do that in, like, different totally. professions, you know? Like, you can go about, like, many. So, like, mine is, like, I want to help people. But you right. can do that it's so many different general. ways. Like, literally so it's many. way so, too general. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, something that I shouldn't do is, like, mm-hmm. what everybody does. You know how when you search validi- mm-hmm. for validation in other people? Like, you're, like, oh, totally. like, you want the praise yeah. more than, like, the journey or whatever. So, like, I feel like doing research, like, being behind the scenes will let me, like, see that part of myself yeah. that I haven't discovered yet. Um, because I feel like it's because you're behind the scenes helping people and not many people are looking at you like you're not you're not physically yeah. lifting a patient yeah. or like you know what I mean like in a group setting you might be that type of person that really dives into a specific topic or like like google searches for hours and that's another quality that would be really good for research so like if you could talk about that role you play typically uh, or something maybe it's a project that you did on your own or if it's like something that's part of the class, but you mm-hmm. just went above and beyond. You just spent hours like going through the rabbit hole of YouTube. Like that is something to talk about. You, you don't <laughs> really think about that. Those are like things that you can actually include, but it's, it's the stuff that you do f- for the genuine enjoyment of doing it that really highlight the things that you actually genuinely like. Um, Kind of going back to what you said before yeah. about like having people to lean on. Um, I didn't really think about that because I think like applying to college it I mean like now I like, yeah. have friends that you know that I can lean on but I know like college seems like this really like cutthroat yeah. process like to get into like when at colleges it seemed mm-hmm. like more of like a community than you're you get in you yeah. don't get in and it's like yeah like you- yeah so like my from personal experience when uh, I, I got accepted into the PACE program. So I essentially got waitlisted for full admission and I got into PACE, which was like basically like a cap program, except PACE allowed me to take classes at UT Austin and community college classes at ACC. So I was a full-time student at ACC and I mm-hmm. did one class per semester at UT. And it was very like, it like kind of bruised my ego a lot. Cause I was like, Oh no, I didn't get in. Like, I am not worth it. I yeah. be here like oh, I, no. I'm not smart no. enough. Like yeah, kind of like oh, very like, Why oh, am I even imposter at syndrome? Yeah. It's so real. Oh. It's so real. And so like it was really hard that first year, and it, it 
like even though I was a pay student though I still try to get involved in organizations and the organizations I got involved in I still felt really timid because I was like I'm not UT student but I kind of am but I kind of not I don't really know um, <laughs> that first year it, it is a it's kind of hard not to make friends but also it's kind of easy at the same time because a lot of people are feeling the same way um I was talking to my friend Casey which is one of the videos that went really viral um and she was talking about like hidden majors but we talked about specifically like how to find friends in college and she stresses to all her fig groups which are like first year interest groups um that you should get involved in organizations and put yourself out there because people are like oh i have to focus on my grades i can't do anything else that's all i have to do but yeah it's not really that way it's a lot to do with what you do outside of the classroom in college it is a community but you need to find which community to kind of attach yourself to or like get involved with it's not necessarily like everybody's a big happy family because like there's so many people at UT yeah like (laughs) how do you manage you know because you've got classes and grades and organizations and I don't have any friends and my classes are (laughs) so totally (laughs) no like the huge classes are the hardest classes honestly and that's like going to be your freshman and sophomore year it's about like getting there early and talking to people or talking to people when they leave the classroom but I know that small interaction is going to be different it's going to look different because of the zoom stuff but joining the group messages um, there's like group messages for classes and like speaking and asking questions and like contacting people who seem cool that are active in the group me that type of stuff is like how you kind of connect to people um also like going to the things that you generally enjoy so there's like socials on zoom like you can go to those socials and see like i think i've also like met people through just like going playing intramurals actually i've met some of my closest friends now it's not all about the career goal you know it's it's also about like having fun you can't forget about that part (laughs) in college back to the like the whole application process I know it can be very daunting to people because so many Mm -hmm. people work so hard Mm -hmm. to do so many things and it's like what if a I don't get in or b I get in but I can't pay for it oh yeah so now what? that's genuinely a good question. <laughs> um, I think let's go with the scenario of, oh, I didn't get in. And, and that might also be, oh, I didn't get in, but I got capped. And a lot of people fear, oh, I'm going to get capped. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not automatic. I'm going to get capped. And I'm like, cap isn't a bad thing. Like, cap is actually a great opportunity to go somewhere else, to find some friends, to figure out what you want to do, and then transfer to the major you actually generally want to transfer to. So you get to start taking some classes. You you get a different experience. And yeah, it's not the same as UT Austin, but it's totally okay. Like a lot of people transfer to UT, UT Austin. Like I was a transfer to UT Austin. Even though I did a class on campus, I wasn't fully a student. Also think about it as a new opportunity to start clean. You can actually choose the things that you're kind of have an interest in and kind of figure that out through that year but I think the mistake people make is that they don't get involved and they don't really take any internships or they don't take a job because they're too focused on academics and you need a balance you need a balance of the both of them demonstrating the interest within your major but also finding that interest like you can't demonstrate interest without knowing the interest so it's all about trying to find that thing by doing a whole bunch of things like dipping your shoes into different uh, fields 
and you'll figure it out. You kind of be like, oh, I don't really like talking about health. That's cool. I don't like blood. Okay, let me try this other thing. Like, oh, communications. That's interesting. Like, but I don't like writing. I'm not journalism. So what else am I? <laughs> it's not clean. There's nothing clean yeah. about it. And this reminds me of a conversation that I had. Just to, just to plug him because uh-huh. he's amazing. The college uh, advisor oh, at Spring Mr. Buddha. He's Mr. amazing. Um, I was at an appointment with him and he was like, because I was just, I go on there and mm-hmm. I ask him about college stuff and it's okay, about gotcha. my problems. <laughs> yeah, um, and too. he told me something that has really stuck with me. He said, um, it's important not to just oh, be yeah. so down all the time, but to think, Absolutely. what can Same I do? with the college admission process. It's nothing to do with, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I can't get in. It's not nothing to do with that. You should always go and strive for the thing that you want to end up doing, regardless if you're going to get in or not, because that's not the point. It's not the point to be validated by a school, by another person, by an admissions group. Like it's not the that's not the point at all. The point is to put yourself out there and and if you apply to different places that you're genuinely have an interest in, like that's going to come across not only in your essay and like your application as a whole, but also like it's going to be a good culture fit in a way. Like if you get in, like they are going to really it's better to go to somewhere that they've accepted you to than somewhere else that's completely rejected you. I don't know. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm scared to apply to UT Austin because blank. I I don't even know. Whatever the fear is, it's just, it's not about the fact you're going to get rejected. If you think you're going to get rejected, you're probably going to get rejected because everything in your essay is going to be overthought. And it's not about overthinking. It's just about being yourself. And I think the scariest part about it, the most stressful part about it is that we don't have control over it. We, We can't, we can't control the, people at you know all over texas who are just as equal or more yeah. competitive than we are and it's i think i think it's important to focus Absolutely. on what you can control like you can control what you're what's in your essay you can control right. how you manage everything and you can control but you also can't control else. the past yeah. a lot of people are like oh what if i did this or what if i did that but like your journey is going to be completely different than somebody else's and that's totally okay and it's all about having this idea of like how can i continue to do what I love to do um, or find the thing I love to do. Um, And I think another thing to note is that the college admission process is super ambiguous, especially UT. It's very holistic. Um, And holistic means like there's a lot of room for like, oh, I like this person. I don't like this person as much. Like it's, they're going to read your essay and they're going to grade your essay based on personality or something. Like they're going to rank it in a way. And it's not about hitting the check marks it's about being a human being <laughs> yeah and there's one uh, there's a question sure. on our instagram that says i still don't know what career i want to pursue how should this affect the major mm-hmm. i choose yeah i think a lot of people are thinking the same way because either they're not sure about a certain path or like a career path or they're not sure like what specific mm-hmm. interests to pursue out of the many interests they have um, and I think I was that way personally. I, I want to, like, be a boss, but I don't want to, like, what, where do I be a boss at? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> so <laughs> I think <laughs> when it comes to being, like, multi-passionate, multi-interested in things, like, it's okay to pursue one of those interests. Like, I would at least pick one of those interests because you can always combine it later. That's like, that was the biggest thing for me. Like, I think I thought business had to be it, but it's not really about just doing business. It's about pursuing the interest that I had. Even if you pursue something and that doesn't end up being the thing you like, like you can always switch, but also combine it with the other thing that you actually genuinely do like, and then get into that career path. Cause like, let's, let's, for example, like 
people graduate UT and then totally do something completely different with their career. So like I could be an economics major, but still go into Mm -hmm. advertising. Like I, I saw a guy on TikTok that actually got an advertising job as a creative apprentice, even though he was an economics major at like UCLA or something. Yeah. It was, it's crazy because like, especially in the advertising field, it's so versatile, like communications combined with any field is you, you're going to need communications. You're going to need to talk to people that are not in the same field. You know what I mean? So like, even though I'm an engineer, Mm -hmm. I might not want to do engineering stuff, but I need to be an engineer to be able to communicate with, I don't know, the marketing people. So you can be the intermediate of those things. You know, there's a way to combine the two of them. Um, Or you can be the person that goes on TikTok and gives you engineering advice because like no one is there doing that. (laughs) I can't, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like it's about really combining those interests and fields and like the stuff that, you know, like talk about the stuff that, you know, and start there. Like, always start. Okay, so speaking of majors, double majoring is, in your opinion, uh, would you recommend someone doing it? Yeah, that's, I feel like it's a good question just because, like, I don't know. A lot of people are like, okay, like, I am not sure if I want to do this or that. Or maybe I want to do business, but I also want to do, like, health. Like, there's a lot of people that try to combine the two, you know? Um, yeah. So, like... I mean, double majoring is interesting when it comes to, like, a very technical field versus, like, a communications and, like, a soft person type of field. It's much easier with, like, a liberal arts major than it is for, like, hard sciences or math. (laughs) So I (laughs) think it depends your goal. Like, if your goal is to, like, start your own company um, in computer science and do a whole bunch of coding and like make coding solutions for businesses. You might want to study business in comp sci. That makes a lot of sense. Right. But if your goal is just to get a job at an agency, like all you need is advertising. So like, it it really depends. Like, like, what do you want out of your college career? But also like, what do you want to learn about? And like, do you want to stay an extra semester or two? And is it worth it getting another major? Um, sometimes you have to like stay longer I would recommend it only if it is applies to the career goal if it doesn't really apply to the career goal then it it, it's not really going to help you it is going to make you different though I would have to say that it will make you different and if 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 that especially is if it's in a different area of study that's it'll make you different stand out but I'm not saying I would highly recommend it for everybody to double major (laughs) Yeah. I would I would highly recommend minoring and getting a certificate in something. Um, that's what I would recommend more than double majoring because then you have some sort of introductory to that field or that thing without actually having to dive deep within right. that field or study. It comes to like minoring, you only have to take like 18 hours or yeah, 18 hours of courses. Certificate <laughs> is a little bit more. So a certificate is going to be 21 hours instead of 18. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I think I'm right, but I'm, I'm not positive. Um, and it's just it's just like, a little bit more coursework therefore they call it a certificate instead of a minor a minor is a little bit less coursework and that's she's combining it with her marketing major which makes a lot of sense for her because she likes to do youtube and like a lot of marketing stuff um, related to video so like you can always minor or get a certificate in something um the certificate that i have is very interdisciplinary it's um ethics and leadership in uh technology and the media um and basically it's designed to help you think about that specific topic or niche in diff- with different perspectives. 
So I had to take like a communications course. I had to take a liberal arts course. I had to take like a management business course. And like, those are all supposed to relate to that core topic of leadership and ethics and media and tech and that, um, how we think about that idea and like, what is ethical? Um, So, you know, speaking on academics and succeeding in school, I want to know more about UT. And I know a lot of other people want to know more about UT. Yeah. Specifically, I want to know, how a student at UT can succeed with communication with their counselors and professors, because that's a big thing. Or from your advice, I mean, from your experience, sorry, how yeah, would you no, say that is at UT? Counselors are going to be different than professors. Like your academic advisor or counselor, it, you, you're supposed to have a relationship with them. Um, and they're supposed to answer any of your questions. And you're supposed to go in and mm-hmm. like degree plan with them. But in my perspective or my experience it it wasn't super helpful for me because I was double majoring in HDO and advertising and I needed to make sure that I wanted to make sure to graduate on time but I I didn't really get a lot of guidance from them like I had to really figure out on my own like how the two intersect I would just say like give it a go (laughs) give it a go see what happens but um it's all about just like making an active attempt an att- active attempt to check in it's not necessarily their job to communicate yeah, to you okay you know so like that also goes with professors like let me talk a little bit about professors like I personally like really loved my advertising media planning professor and her office hours are always always like booked basically there's people in line you had to wait in line to get into her office um and I think the one thing to say about that is like she like you have amazing professors and then you also have the eh, okay professors. But (laughs) regardless if they're like a eh, okay professor or like an amazing professor, always make an attempt to go to office hours at least once throughout the semester because it's going to be really crucial for you at the end more than it is going to be at that point. Like building that relationship is only going to benefit you (laughs) You yeah like you can get answered questions answered you can like ask for advice like there are people and humans and they've gone through a lot of stuff and you can always ask them about anything outside of the classroom even though you know it doesn't have to be necessarily always inside the classroom so um with one of my professors um at UT she uh is amazing at not only like pushing you to do like to pursue your goals, but also like really stretching your brain in the field of media advertising. And I ended up doing the sequence, um, the Texas media sequence. So uh, I have her to thank for that. (laughs) So it really is an active checking in on your part. What do you think like the UT community is like as a whole? Yeah. I feel like that's a challenging question because UT as a whole is huge, right? So you're going to just have a whole bunch of different types of people there. That's a big thing I would say about UT is to be successful there, you need to be (laughs) self-driven. I think as a whole, like overall, the culture is very supportive in my perspective. Like I've reached out to like alumni, like Longhorns, and they're always willing to talk about their company or like, you know, send my resume somewhere or like, um, answer any of my questions about a certain agency. Like, I found that Longhorns are super supportive. Also, like, even on my TikTok, there would be people that are UT students that would be like, oh my god, this was so helpful. I wish I had this when I was applying. I, just being super supportive. Like, uh, that's what I found even on TikTok. Very supportive. Also very go-getty type person. <laughs> very ambitious and self-driven. Yeah. Um, 
type of people and honestly pretty sophisticated like people are pretty smart you know mm-hmm. <laughs> especially at the thing that they do you know so there's that too <laughs> if you could like go back during your junior and senior year oh yeah um <laughs> would you do anything different or like would you just like what is something that you wish you could have told yourself there we go yeah I think the first thing is that I actually quit band my junior year like the end of my junior year and it was so hard it was I felt like the world was crashing on me it was like that life ending type of decision like oh my god but I think it's really about putting yourself first and like your self-development and your self-growth that was the right decision for me I wouldn't have changed it yeah I think if if I could tell myself something I'd be like it's okay you're making the right decision (laughs) Um, okay this is gonna benefit you later but um then at the, the current point, it was really hard on me. Um, but I think it actually helped the college admissions part of it because I joined cross country and ran instead. Um, and that independent kind of being in your own thoughts is very different type of feeling than being a part of a team all the time. It really helped with the stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can kind of relate to that part because I actually quit choir this junior Mm. this year sorry (laughs) I was in it all year and I was like you know what like I don't think it's for me anymore I quit and I'm doing Mm -hmm. more things like I have more time to yes do other other organizations or things to actually help my mental health like for me for me it was very much like I love being heavily involved and like I wasn't really it wasn't ever about oh is college is going to make like think badly on me because I quit band that those fears do come into your head you know what I mean like a lot of people are like oh you're an expert at this you should keep doing it like you should be like drum major you should like do drum captain stuff and like because I was a percussionist um and like being a part of drumline was insane it was it was awesome it was one of the best moments of my high school career because it was just like such a family but also my first two years as a um, in drumline was just amazing you know um and then like there's some leadership changed and it just wasn't for me and I just needed to make that decision for me and not for everybody else because I think the like the quicker you can do that like like changing your mentality to I'm going to do something for myself and not because other people are telling me to do that thing I think that's going to make you much more successful in high school in general just in general because there's a lot of peer pressure going on I always try to go after what I was interested in and um I think that's the most important thing. Um, and I also think like academically going t- for the AP classes and doing your like best to, you know, show rigor and challenge and challenge yourself is like the mentality you want to have and not necessarily I'm going to fail at this class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that's also it. Um, I think also another thing I would have, I wish I would have known like as a junior is that I don't, have to look inside my school for opportunities and I know I said this before but I really just didn't realize how valuable that would be like going through college I'm like wow I wish I did some sort of internship earlier (laughs) I I wish I would have known that was a thing but like internships and work experience like even if it's not formal even if it's just volunteering to help someone with social media or helping a business or helping some nonprofit, like it doesn't have to be something that's like 
you find on LinkedIn. <laughs> like, let's be <basically. laughs> um, Like any sort of experience with dipping your toes into something is going to help tremendously. On the whole advice thing that we're yeah. trying to do, mm-hmm. I know that we have a lot of athletes, and I want to go yeah. back to this. Yeah, because I know I know you're really you're really involved in so many things, but one of those things yeah. is you were an athlete, right? So mm-hmm. do you have any, any advice for those who will be athletes in university or yeah, those yeah. people who are doing that right now? I think the first thing is I decided pretty early on, like sophomore year, like after my freshman year of joining band, I decided that I was not going to be a soccer player um, at a, a div- like a division one, division two, division three college. I was not going to play for college, even though I love soccer, I love playing for soccer. Uh, I love playing soccer. Um, it, that was just not my goal. That wasn't what I wanted to do. Okay. And I wanted to go to university as for academics. So that was the first thing I think I'll say is that it, you really have to determine if you want to go to university for academics or if you want to go for playing because yeah. it's a very different experience. Even though I have a, a teammate that is playing at UT and like her experience is going to be much different than my experience at UT because of how involved and like, like how much time it takes to be a student athlete. Some of the, like there's a UT kind of, not just UT, but other universities, like the bribery type scandal, like going on and people Mm -hmm. were so upset, but just because like, it really does take a lot of your life to be like so good at one sport, you know? Um, Yeah just know that it's a sacrifice in itself. Um, You really have to love it. Like you really want to do it every single day. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say that to deter anyone. I'm saying that just because like, it is a serious commitment, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's something that one of my friends decided to do. Like uh, my friend, Jaylene, uh, she uh, walked on to the track team. Like after her first year uh, at UT, she was like, you know what? I really like running. Like I, I miss it. I want to compete again. And she trained and got and walked on to the track team, which was absolutely insane. But um, yeah, wow. she was telling me the difference is very, it's very consuming. It's a lot of pressure on performance. The way to balance it. I mean, it's hard to balance you really have to put yourself first in a way because you really have to like manage your sleep and like I think that's the one thing that she really enjoyed from being an athlete is that she really did have to plan out when she slept (laughs) it's it's a hard Mm -hmm. decision and I, I don't I don't think like you should be discouraged from playing like like ball or whatever um just know that it's gonna be a different experience for you because of the consuming time it takes to do it. <laughs> so we've got a question about um, like just the lifestyle. Um, they're asking about dorms, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to bring it out to like, you know, parking. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody always says never bring oh, your cars. Yes, I heard that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So like, so like, I don't know. I, I've been, I've lived in West Campus um, and I've also commuted. So it's, mm-hmm. it's different. Like parking is terrible it's it's terrible like never never drive to school if you you don't have to like just don't um but for me like I was a referee so I had to travel the games I needed a car like there wasn't an option really so uh I mean by going to an in-state university by doing pace and getting tuition cut because of it um and like living 
really close to campus. I didn't need to drive myself to school. I was just there. It's expensive to have a car, just period. Like, <laughs> period. Yeah. And parking <laughs> is terrible, also, period, on that. But um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, I had a weird experience with dorms. Like, personally, like, I'm a very bubbly and talkative person. Like, I love people. But I, I, my freshman year, I lived with a random roommate. And it was just, like, a very random experience. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't really know my roommate very well. It was, it was completely random. Like, I didn't meet her until, like, the first day. She did rush and I didn't. Um, and so, oh, wow. like, we were very different, like, people. But you could still, like, room with someone you don't necessarily know very well. It's just not as fun as rooming with someone you're actually compatible with. But rooming with your, fr- your friends can sometimes be hard, too. So just choose wisely when it comes to experience. <laughs> um, my second and third year, I lived in a studio. So I actually had my own room. And I think that was important for me just because I was progressing refereeing wise and I needed my sleep. <laughs> I needed to really like, <laughs> I was leaving early in the morning and getting back late at night a lot of the times. And I felt like I was a bother (laughs) so I didn't want to bother anyone for that and then I think you're talking about also said something about lifestyle and I think lifestyle is something that you actually have to commit to and choose to do like so for me again I I was very involved with soccer and so I needed to keep my fitness level up so there was some sort of way for me to exercise during the day I need to think about that. I need to think about like studying. I needed to think about when my groups were going to get get together for study groups or like organizations for, you know, group meetings. So my day was always so packed. I planned it out as as tightly as possible because I wanted to see as many people as possible, but also because I love those things. So um, I think it's really about making the most of your time. Um, I also think like a lot of people, like even on TikTok, you see people that are like, oh, I'm bored. Like, do you want to be friends? Let's go hang out. But like, you really just, some people have a lot of time in college. And if you have a lot of time in college, like fill your time, you know, like, you can take initiative of your own time and start a project or go to an organization or like, do something. There's something to do, you know. Um, there's never, never nothing to do. So just use your time wisely. There's so many opportunities on campus, that, and I keep saying that, but I, I really genuinely mean it. There's a lot of stuff going on that you can be researching, or you can be looking at, or you can be doing. I also think I know I keep saying this, but don't put a whole bunch of pressure to do everything. Try different things. At least try to put yourself out there in some sort of way. If you're not putting yourself out there, that's when you're doing it wrong but if you are doing things don't put like a whole bunch of pressure on your back to do everything you don't need a car if if your job doesn't really demand it I guess uh for me Mm -hmm. my job did demand it I that's what I enjoyed refereeing and that was how I kind of found community and like pushed through my first two years is just because I was refereeing at the same community I've been refereeing for the previous six years um but at the same time like I did like do my best to be on campus and I think a lot of people sometimes take that for granted like do your best to be on campus and interact with people and go to clubs and talk to people and human beings because it's just it'll help you find more opportunities and take advantage of the ones that you really that really suited for you Caitlin um something that's new with Mm -hmm. us is um 
understanding the different yeah. deadlines. And so someone from our Instagram asked, like, should they be worried if they apply regular admissions? There's a priority deadline and a regular deadline. The priority deadline is November 1st. Regular deadline is December 1st. Um, and a lot of people have asked me, like, I, I've promoted pretty much on my TikTok the, prim- primor- uh, like the priority deadline. Like, that's what I've been promoting. And that's also for the reason of, if you get your application done earlier, it's it's better. The, the earlier, the better. And at least if you start thinking about it, you have that deadline in your head. It's going to be better for everybody in, involved. <laughs> so I just kind of went with it. And I also personally tried my best to apply by the priority deadline. So um, it was more about encouraging everybody to start. <laughs> um, I think that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing is that is it really what is the difference between the two? I personally, I I've been thinking about this a lot because if you take UT's specific response, it's only going to give you one of the three reasons in my perspective. Um, the first reason is your decision is earlier, is guaranteed earlier. So. If you apply by the party deadline, you're going to get your decision guaranteed a month earlier than people who apply by the regular deadline. So just know that you get your decision at least earlier. And you know what? It's better to get your decision earlier because then you kind of feel less stressed about the entire thing because <laughs> then it, you know your decision. It's, it's, not, it's not something you're waiting for anymore. I think the second thing, based on the assumption that there are there's a likelihood that fewer people are going to pro- apply by the priority deadline. You might, you have a possibility of getting a better look at your application. Now I say this is an assumption because I don't have college admissions experience. And like, I want to put that as a dec- disclaimer. Cause like, I- I'm not an expert. I've never been in the room where it happened. If you think about it, if there's fewer applicants like uh, applying by November 1st and like, that need to be done by a certain deadline versus a lot of applicants that are being reviewed that needs to be done by a certain deadline. Your application might get more consideration, more time, a better look in general. <laughs> you need a strong application in general. Like that doesn't go away. <laughs> I think the last thing is any sort of way you can demonstrate interest in the university is, is not going to hurt you. Considering the fact you have a strong application, it doesn't hurt you to submit it earlier than later. Um, and it really shows the university that you are wanting to go to UT. Um, and I think that's the biggest reason to apply early is that demonstrated interest, even though there's no nothing on the website, there's nothing on the selection factors that say that demonstrated interest is a part of the application process. Um, that is also something that's assumed. If people are reviewing your application, it's not gonna be a robot, it's gonna be genuine human beings. That's the last thing. So those are the th- things to think about. A stronger application is much more valuable than rushing and just turning in something. Yeah. Um, and so if you're worried about the priority deadline, there is weight to it. It's just, it's not like extremely significant, I guess you could say. I <laughs> highly, 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 highly recommend submitting by the priority deadline just to throw that out there. But it's just better. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just get it done. Like, it's just better. Just do it. Like, <laughs> um, I, and I know some people are like, oh, my essay, it's not, never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. You put effort yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Gosh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> please. I was just talking about that. The essay yeah. is so bad. I don't know. Like, I think the more I look at it, the more I'm the like, more oh, you want to change, God, what did I do? <laughs> right? Like, like yeah. if you're following the TikTokers that talk about essay advice, like first follow them. Really take their advice because they they have reviewed a whole bunch of applications, and I mean I have reviewed some, but 
I'm not like an expert and like they really know their stuff. So like if it sounds like you, then you're you just turn it in. Just, just don't look back. Just turn it in. Okay. <laughs> That's good advice. Do you have any advice in particular for like scholarships, like financial aid, especially like with the the forty acres? Yeah, one? or the Pell oh, grants. Those are kind of yeah. oh yes, yes. I mean the video. Somebody made someone some UT Austin person made a video about Pell grants, and I was like, oh, I think this is interesting because I mean I personally didn't come from a, a really low income family, and she did so her experience is going to be much more significant than me saying anything about it so I, I i like the pell grant is basically a federal grant a grant means you're going to be given the money you don't have to actually be you don't have to actually pay it back so oh, the first thing great. to do yeah so in order to <laughs> receive the pell grant is you need to apply to fafsa so the pell grant applies to to any any state anywhere federal it's a federal grant um which I don't think people understood. It's a federal grant. <laughs> um, but the first thing you need to do is fill out FAFSA. And now I know UT also gives financial aid through the university. And what they've have, they have on their website is there's no separate application than FAFSA. You have to fill out FAFSA. Like, fill out FAFSA, you're good. <laughs> um, so there's no separate application when it comes to, like, university, like, Texas Advancements Commitment, that, like, that thing, or just the general university scholarships. And there's also like other scholarships like college and school and department specific scholarships. I only made one video about this so far, but I, I really am going to try to dive deep into um, those type of opportunities for UT specifically, just because that is so vague, but the department and school and college specific scholarships, you do have to kind of a, have an extra a, a application for or like a short answer or something it's not something I can be like oh in a general sense everybody does a short answer like I don't actually know because it depends <laughs> which college you're um, affiliated with and what major you are and what department or what school so um and then there's other resources there's like private scholarships that are affiliate not listed on the university's da database but the other thing yeah. is that <laughs> there's other unaffiliated unaffiliated completely unaffiliated with the university um type scholarships though those, the ones that are local, that are unaffiliated, those are the ones to go for. You have a higher chance of getting those local scholarships than you do a university-wide one. Um, I personally worked a lot, <laughs> so that's kind of how I financed myself. And that's a way to do it. You know, that's a way to do it. Scholarships are also a way to do it, but you really have to put in the effort to research. Gotten questions about financial aid, but that's something to look forward to on my channel. So I think to close this off, we yeah, want to sure. ask if you have any advice for seniors, especially right now, uncertainty during COVID. The pandemic is really changing everything. So do you have yeah. any advice for us? I think the first thing is that just to recognize you're in COVID. Like, recognize the situation is hard. Well, it's yeah. not going to be. <laughs> like, I, I also have to remind myself that job hunting is is more difficult now because of COVID. And it's not nothing that I did that was wrong. Like, it's not in your control. So, um, <laughs> like, also, like, mentally speaking, like, it's just like, oh, my gosh, what did you, you do in, in high school? Well, I did all these other things that you probably won't ever have a chance of doing because you're <laughs> a senior in COVID. Oh, yeah. But, like, it's, I mean, yeah, just acknowledge the fact you're in that situation and that's okay. It, 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 there's nothing you can do to change it. I think the other thing is that just to not get, not get bogged down in your own thoughts it, everybody goes through those type of situations and just try to make the most of it. And I think the last thing I would say is it's okay to take a risk. 
especially now like talk to some people put yourself out there like um do the thing you wanted to do and I also know that some people don't have a lot of time I don't want I don't want to say that but I just you have some time to explore those other things so take advantage of the time interest opportunities like talk to people network online like do you know put yourself out there um I know also a lot of people have a hard time like trying to figure out what do I ask like what's the question I go in with it's just like just like hi I'm a high school senior and I'm really interested in computer science can you kind of give me some insight about or you do you have any advice for applying to UT or do you have any advice about going into like a university as a comp sci major like reach out to people on LinkedIn people are more than happy to help students like I think that's also a thing kind of just if you're trying to still find your interest you're not able to join a whole bunch of clubs like that's a thing you can do you know personal branding (laughs) I know this sounds very marketing (laughs) marketing esque but you could totally do a lot of personal (laughs) branding at this point and like that's kind of what I've been trying to do is like what are my strengths how can I showcase those strengths? How can I showcase my personality online? Like an employer is going to look me up and see my TikTok. Are they going to be proud of me? Like, yeah. do they want to employ me? You know, like, what am I doing with my time now? How can I take advantage of that? And for some reason, I decided TikTok was the way to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's perfect. So it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, using that opportunity to just using it as an opportunity exactly yeah wow mm-hmm. that was so yes. good was it was so really helpful, helpful. Yeah, <laughs> thank you yes everything yes. from start to finish so <laughs> that's really really good because like these are some things i've been actually talking to my friends about i'm like you need to come on my tiktok come on like let's make a video like <laughs> let's do something because like i i mean i didn't realize i mean it's not that i didn't realize i just I don't know. I didn't know I could be an impact as much as I've, I have been, Aww, I guess. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, definitely really nice cool. to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I've always known how to do videos. And so I'm like really glad that it's been helping. <laughs> so thank you, Caitlin, thank so you. much. Oh, so, 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 thank so, you so, so much, much for coming and talking thank with you. us. You're so, so helpful. <laughs> and I know you're so grateful. Oh. So make sure you guys to if you have any more questions, if we didn't get to answer your question, check out her TikTok and you are guaranteed to have your <laughs> answers there. It's at Caitlin TT97 and she makes them all the time. Oh, yes. I'll go yes. live. Yes. I'll go yes. live for like two, hours straight. <laughs> like two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> just just talking. Like, there would be people randomly coming in my life and like, hey, what's up, Rob? Like, what's going on? And then like somebody else will pop in and be like, hey, what's up, Casey? Like, it's a cool. It's it's no, it's cool. Like I I really try to like tailor it towards everybody's major, but obviously I'm not an expert and I can only speak from what I do know, but I, I do try to direct you in the right place, at least. Oh yeah, but it's it's it still is. very helpful. Yeah. Thank, you <laughs> Thank you for your effort. We oh. all appreciate it. I appreciate that. Yay. Okay. So make sure you guys follow our Instagram at SizeSpringsMHA to continue to stay updated. We try to put out episodes every week, um, usually on Sundays or Mondays. And we want to say a big, big thank you for staying on here, listening to us. And you can always request topics on our Instagram. It's on the highlight. And since you're already on the highlight, might as well just request a song yes. to be added to our Spotify playlist. <laughs> yes, please. Yes. We need more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we can all listen together. <laughs> and before we go, we just want to remind you that you are enough. You are loved. You are accepted. You are important. And you are worthy. Mm-hmm.